story time with Mama G. Come and hear a story with me. Love who you want to be, who you are. Learn these lessons and we'll go far. It's story time. Story time. Story time with Mama G. Hello, everybody. Yes, it's that time of the week again. It's Friday, which means it's time for another episode of Storytime with Mama G. Uh, I am Mama G, the very lady herself, and I am delighted that you are joining me for another short story about being who you are and loving who you want. And this week's story is marking the 50th anniversary of an incredibly important and special event, but I won't tell you which one so that I don't spoil the story, but there might be a slight hint, because this story is called The Mouse Hole Riots. There is a big house. Oh, you should see this house. It's a gorgeous house. It has big sweeping staircases. Room after room after room. And so many lights that the marble floors shine and sparkle. And life, oh, it has so much life. The house is always alive with the sounds of people talking and children playing. Dogs barking, cats meowing, horses neighing. Well, they're not in the house, to be fair. Birds tweeting and fish. Oh, well, what noise do fish make? Um, and fish tanks whirring. This big house, this is the place to be. All life is here and all life is welcomed. Everyone wants to live here. And that is why one day Marsha Mouse and Malcolm Mouse turned up, suitcases in hand, looking for a fresh start. Now, when you're a mouse, you don't choose the mouse life. And the mouse life doesn't choose you. You are just a mouse. But Marsha and Malcolm had found out the hard way that people don't always see it like that. They had been thrown out of so many houses before and forced to wander the streets so many times before that they no longer had any idea where their families were, all because they were mice. So they were looking forward to the big house, where a mouse could be a mouse. It took them ages to climb the big steps to the front door, not because they couldn't do it, but mostly because Malcolm had put a lot of dresses in his suitcase, when they got to the front door, Marsha crawled under and pulled her suitcase through. Malcolm crawled under and tried to pull his suitcase through. Of course, it was too big for the gap in the door. So Marsha pulled from the inside, and Malcolm went back under the door and pushed from the outside. He pushed, she pulled. He pushed, she pulled. And then the suitcase shot through the door, hitting Marsha in the stomach, and she flew right into the centre of the beautiful hallway. They had made such a kerfuffle getting through the door that by the time Marsha landed on the marble floor, everybody in the house was looking at them. Silence. Then. Rah! 
police! Get them out of my sight! And everything went crazy. People started running at them with brushes. Cats started chasing them. Malcolm's dresses were going everywhere. This was not the welcome they had anticipated. Marsha grabbed Malcolm and they ran through a hole in the skirting board. But fortunately, they hadn't run into any old mouse hole. They had run into the Mouse Hole Inn. Mary Mouse welcomed them. You're safe here, she said, but you need to know some things. It turns out that everybody knew there were mice in the house. They just didn't want mice shoved in their faces. So the mice were always having to pretend to be something they weren't, like gerbils or hamsters or, on one occasion, tumbleweed. And that was no joke. There was only one place in the whole house where the mice could be mice, and that was the Mouse Hole Inn. Marsha and Malcolm loved it. There were mice everywhere, all eating cheese. They weren't strictly allowed cheese behind the skirting board, but if a cat ever sniffs them out, they could hide it. They all looked relaxed, and they were just, well, being mice. It was lovely. As lovely as people being able to be who they really are is. Malcolm even felt like putting one of his dresses on. Marsha and Mary were even enjoying a cube of cheddar together. When? Meow. Every mouse went silent. Meow. Every piece of cheese was hidden. Meow! A long furry paw pushed its way into the mouse hole. I know there's mice in there, snarled the cat. I saw you run in. I think it's time to get you out. Marsha and Malcolm clung to each other. Mary tried to calm them down. Don't worry, we get this all the time. They'll want you to prove that you're a mouse who's allowed to be here, and then they'll be on their way. All the mice lined up. The cat paw went along the line and checked who everyone was. But when it got to Marsha, she did something extraordinary. She said, No. She had been made to feel second class too many times, and now that she finally felt she was somewhere she belonged, she wasn't going to give it up. Then you're coming with me, the cat snarled. The paw swung for Marsha, but she stood firm. The paw tried again, but all the other mice held on to Marsha. She wasn't going anywhere. The cat left to get more cats. Word spread around the house about what had happened. More mice came to the mouse hole to offer their support. Other animals came to look on. When the cats came back, they had trouble on their hands. The mice had had enough. Some cats tried to carry mice away, but they ended up getting bitten by the other mice and chased around the house. Some mice sang songs of protest. Other mice stood their ground in silence. But every mouse knew that their lives would never be the same. The mice and cats played literal cat and mouse with each other. For hours. Days, even. There were some casualties on both sides, but eventually the cats realised that they were defeated. Life took a little while to get back to normal at the Mouse Hole Inn. 
but many years later life is much better for a lot of mice in that house. The Mouse Hole Inn isn't the only place that they can eat cheese anymore. They can run through the hallways, sit around the pond with the rest of the animals, and just freely be mice. Now, did you know that this is a true story? It is. Except it's not really about mice and cats. It's really about what happened in 1969 in New York City when gay people got tired of being told by other people that who they were was wrong. And it happened at the Stonewall Inn. People were incredibly brave that night. Because sometimes being you is the bravest thing you can do. But always be brave. Because the braver you are, the happier you are. And the happier you are, the happier the world becomes. And everyone deserves to be happy. that was my story, The Mouse Hole Riots. And I wrote it earlier this year to commemorate the Stonewall Riots, which happened, like I said, in New York City on June the 28th, 1969. So it's just over 50 years since they took place. Now, I know I'm a little bit late telling the story, but when we would have actually celebrated the 15th anniversary, I wasn't doing this podcast, but I did write the story then, so I can almost get away with it. But one of the reasons I decided to share it with you all this week is because, I think it was on Wednesday, November the 20th, we celebrated International Transgender Day of Remembrance. And that is a very important day which remembers and recognises people from the trans community who have lost their lives over the years purely because of being who they are, which is a, a terrible, awful tragedy. And I think it's so important that we have a day to reflect on those people and to see how we can move their legacies forward and protect other people in similar situations. And the reason I thought that this story was good to share with you this week is because two of the people who became well known for the Stonewall riots as sort of being the uh, vocal people for it, I'm using all the wrong words, but never mind, um, were two people called Marsha P. Johnson and Sylvia Rivera. And they identified as drag queens, although Quite likely now um, they would identify as transgender people and they were really at the forefront of the Stonewall riots and also what came after. They did a lot of work with the LGBT community in New York after the Stonewall riots, looking after young people, making sure that people weren't uh, disenfranchised from their families and from their communities. And obviously all that kind of work, uh, once it happens in an area like New York, gets seen internationally and then that work starts to take place in places like London. Uh, where we have lots of LGBT support and we have it lots and lots of it now and obviously that would have taken quite a lot of time because even 50 years ago life for gay people in London wouldn't have been that fantastic. So I think it's really important that when we're remembering transgender people and remembering the Stonewall riots we remember that quite often people like Marsha P. Johnson and Sylvie Rivera are right at the forefront of it um, and they're incredible and if you're uh, an older listener you might enjoy 
well, enjoys a, a weird word to use for that, you might be interested in watching the amazing documentary about Marsha P. Johnson, which is on Netflix. It's absolutely incredible and it gives you a wonderful insight into the lives of people in the LGBT community in New York in the late 60s. Now, of course, I would recommend this for older viewers. If you're listening and, and you're on the younger side, then I would suggest watch it with parental guidance. Now, my next thing to do on the podcast is my book of the week. Now, my book of the week is also for the uh, the older listeners. It's a piece of young adult fiction. I couldn't remember what the acronym was, and it's YA, and then I couldn't remember what the Y and the A stood for. It's young adult fiction. It's a very, very exciting book. I absolutely love it. Now, I was introduced to this author when I was performing at Brent Libraries, I was introduced it to by Sarah, who's one of the gorgeous people that works over there in Brent. She told me about this author called Dean Atter, who she was very excited by, and she was going to go and see him perform some of his poems later in the year. And we were talking about him, and I thought, he sounds fascinating. I'm going to look him up. And when I looked him up, I discovered that he had just written a book called The Black Flamingo. It hadn't quite been released, but I pre-ordered it, my darlings, because I was so excited. Uh, it's a stunning book. I know, I always say that, don't I? It's a beautiful book about a boy called Michael who doesn't quite feel like he fits in to his family life uh, or to his school life, and he, he can't quite work out why. And then he becomes really interested in drag. And when he gets to uni, he joins a group of other drag performers and really discovers what drag can do for you in terms of confidence and as a person. And it really brings him out of his shell. And he creates a character called the Black Flamingo. I pretty much read this book in one sitting. It's got lots of beautiful pictures in it as well, which I always find helps. And it is written in blank verse. So there's a lovely rhythm to it. And it's got some gorgeous gorgeous poems which will stop you in your tracks whether you are a young adult or a old adult like what I is. The one particular poem that I actually heard Dean read on the radio is uh, at the very back and it's called How to Come Out as Gay and it's just amazing and I was on the motorway driving when I listened and I almost crashed my car because I just needed to stop and take it all in. It's just an amazing, an amazing reminder that being gay isn't one thing because being a person isn't one thing. Uh, and actually, so I think it's a really valuable poem for everyone to read, however you identify. And he says, um, being gay isn't just about being effeminate, being being gay is about being who you are, it's about self-expression, it's about being comfortable as yourself, it's about enjoying all these cliche stereotypes, but it's also understanding that if you don't fit into any of those stereotypes, you don't like any of those cliches, you can still be gay and, and come out as you. Gosh, it's amazing. I'm feeling a little bit emotional talking about it. I just would really recommend you try and find a copy. It's so... Beautiful. I really don't want to give too much of it away. I'm just going to have another look. Oh, oh, no, do you know what? Do you know what? Do you know what? I'm just going to read the back. I'm just going to read the back. It says, this is not about being ready. It's not even about being fierce or fearless. It's about being free. Oh, oh, that gives you 
just a little taster of how beautiful the book's going to be. Uh, and as it's coming up to Christmas, really, if you're not going to buy my book, Storytime with Mama G, available through PetitePentos.com, I would suggest that you go and buy The Black Swan by Dean Atter, available, I imagine, from all good bookshops. So that was my book recommendation of the week, The Black Flamingo by Dean Atter. Well, it's almost time for me to pop off my darlings, but before I do, oh, I've got some very exciting news. On Sunday, uh, the November the 24th, I will be releasing via Facebook and YouTube a little music video, which I'm very excited about. If you've had a look at my Facebook or my Instagram, at Mamma G Stories, both of them, you'll see some rather spectacular pictures. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be an earworm, and there's also going to be a dance routine and I'll be doing it in my shows next year, so you can all come prepared with the choreography learnt. Uh, I can't wait to hear what you think about it. Uh, and also, you can catch up with me this weekend, November the 23rd. I'm going to be in Sprouston Library up in Norfolk at 11 o'clock. Then on Sunday, I'm going to be at Pigeon Books in Southsea, where I will be reading a brand new picture book called Captain Sparklebeard, which was one of my book of the weeks a few episodes ago and on December the 10th I will be at Woolwich Centre Library at 10 o'clock doing a Christmas story time and then you will hear hide see not I forget what the phrase is something to do with hide or hair you you won't see neither hear nor hide of me hide or hair I don't know I don't know what the phrase is but anyway you won't hear from me until uh, or you won't be able to see me until February when I will be starting uh, touring libraries and my theatre show again, which will be bigger and better than ever. But until then, of course, you can find me on Facebook and Instagram. You can send me messages. You can ask me questions. You can even send me book recommendations. You can rate, review, subscribe and share the podcast. Uh, rating and reviewing is always very helpful. And also, you can buy Mama G merchandise for your Christmas presents. If you go to petitepantos.com forward slash shop, you will see that you can get my book, you can get my CD, you can get badges. You can even get a personalised video story, you lucky things. So head to petitepantos.com forward slash shop. And I will see you all next week. Next week, I'm going to do another 50th anniversary story about someone very special. So I will see you all then. Bye. It's story time with Mama G. Come and hear a story with me. Love who you want to be, who you are. Learn these lessons and we'll go far. It's story time. Story time. Story time.